Praise the Lord. Amen. Give us only a big round of applause. Hallelujah. Ain't it so good to know who holds your hand? Amen. God is good. Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. When I dove into the scripture that I dove into this morning in Luke, there's a couple of different places you can find the same story in the Bible. One of them is in Mark and John. They all kind of have the the same story, just kind of uh, spoken a different way, or guess uh, uh, narrated a different day, different way. You know, the Lord holds the, the pen when the Bible was written; He held the pen. And there's different ways that people tell stories. And and Mary and me was on our way to the bull riding yesterday, and I and I had her look up that scripture and and read it to me. And it wasn't the version that I I was looking for, but I knew that the lady had touched his his coat had touched it and immediately she became healed and and I knew that when I got a hold of the Lord immediately my life changed so I wanted to drive home that point this morning and, and but there's so much more to that that I want to get into tonight and I, and I want you guys to help me I, I want to hear from you tonight uh these Sunday night services from this point on are going to be like Bible studies where you and I dive into this stuff and, and we learn together, we grow together, we become stronger together as a church body. You'll find in any church, not just this church, the core members go on Sunday night and Wednesday nights. 
a lot of people come on Sunday morning, and, and that's great. We need those people on Sunday morning. But the core group, the people who really help make a difference in the kingdom building, come on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights because they're learning, they're growing, they want more, they're hungry. Does anybody ever hunger for the Lord? Anybody want to know him more intimately? What a great year to start that. You know, as a man who's not educated, because I couldn't barely read, I, I, I finished the ninth grade, started the tenth grade. They let me hang out in another school to play football, you know, but I, I never learned much. But, man, when I, when, I, when I found out that the Lord had so much for me and my family, I wanted to keep learning. I did, because I want to teach it to them. And then when I found out that the Lord wanted me to teach it to you, I didn't want to get up here and be an imposter. I don't want to get up here and tell you something that wasn't true. That's why I tell you, bring your Bibles, man. Check out what I'm saying. <clears throat> when we started this today, we had a lot of new people, and they thought I was crazy. But I told them I was going to back it up with Scripture, and I did. Because the Bible says, study thy show thyself approved. So you have to study. You have to know. We need to do that as a church. Mark 5, 24. Uh, somebody read. Let me see here. Miss Ona, you read uh, Mark 5. 24, you, you read 24 through 26, uh, uh, let me see, who else has got a Bible, raise your hand, all right, uh, Mark Dempsey, you, you read uh, 27 through 30, who else got a Bible, uh, you read, young lady, you read 30 through 34, here we go, one, two, three, read loud, will somebody hear you? Your turn, young lady. She is. No, the lady in the red. Oh, she, oh I'm sorry. Or whoever. Kelly. Sorry. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let me read that to you one more time. But I want you to start reading your Bible yourself. I want you to follow along. These are lessons, man, that you need to learn for yourself. I'm not always going to be around. You're, 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 you're the people that you look up to spiritually, they're not always going to be around. If, if, if Connie's your mentor, she's not always going to be around. If Dean is your 
mentor, Tommy Lott, your mentor. They're not always going to be around. You've got to learn this yourself. I, I, somebody ought to say amen. Especially when you get old like Beverly, she ain't always going to be here. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Read it with me. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she only got worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from this suffering. At once, Jesus realized the power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, the disciples answered. And yet you asked, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see what who, who had touched him. Then the woman, knowing what what happened to her came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear told him the whole truth he said to her daughter your faith has healed you go in peace you're freed of this suffering what am i going to do with jesus in 2016 i'm going to teach you right here tonight what we can do with jesus in 2016 there was so much to give you today that I wanted to bring it back tonight and share with you another version that, that there's so much we can do with Jesus in 2016. I need him every day, every hour, every minute. I don't want to get in my truck and go across the street without him. I don't want to send my kids off to school without him. I want you to have him today. I want you to have a relationship with him today because there's so much you can do with Jesus in 2016. So what I learned from this story is, number one, seek Jesus more passionately. Once the woman heard of Jesus, she began to track him. She became a Jesus groupie of sorts. She knew Jesus was the only hope. That's the way I want to pursue Christ. I want to sue him passionately. If I told you Jesus was in town, would you get up and go see him? Let me ask you a question. If you raise your hand, I'll call on you. Don't be afraid. If you don't raise your hand, I'll call on you anyway. How can we seek Jesus more passionately in 2016? Now think about what you did, and don't lie in here. Think about how you, draw a circle, put yourself in it. How can you seek the Lord more passionately in 2016? Anybody? Scott? Study his word. Amen. You heard he was in town. Would you go see him? Huh? If he was standing out there in the middle, how many believe he walked on water? If he was standing out there in Lake Conroe walking on the water, would you stand there on the shoreline just listening? What else could we do to seek him more? Poncho? Yeah. Committed to your church. Hey, committed to your church. Stick up for your church. Tell people where you go to church. Hey, be proud of your church. When you leave here, man, get off your hands and feet and, and, and tell the world where you go to church. Invite them to church. Have the guts to invite somebody to church. I met a couple yesterday from Robinson, Texas. Young couple moved down here. They was with Stoss Plumbing. Robinson and Waco, same town. It's kind of like Conroe and Grangerland. And, and, and they were from Robinson. 
man, I, I didn't have a card, but I knew my truck and my wife had a card. So I, I made them walk over to my truck and I gave them a card and I invited them to church. Is that just the preacher's job? No, it's every one of our jobs. So if we're going to be passionate about it, let's invite people this year. And then when they show up, let them sit by you. Put your arms around them. What else can we do to be more passionately? Fred? Witness? Amen. Mary? Submissive? to huh? How many people understand submission is? The Lord says do, what do you do? Submit. Lay. Don't let any excuses. Y'all learned that this morning. Mark? Worship him. Yeah, sing. Praise. Raise your hands. Joseph? Share your testimony. Amen. Sherry? Share the good news. Connie? Love others and pray for people. Josh? Walking by faith? Showing the world? Tommy? Pass it on. Pass it on. What do you think, young man? How can you serve God more passionately in 2016? Huh? Come to church. Listen to your mom and daddy. Do your chores. Mind at school. Color inside the line. I never colored inside the line. You raised your hand, sir. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. I'll touch somebody and say, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Hey, you know what I've learned being a part of the disciple house? I can share with you what I've learned being a part of the disciple house. That's an amazing ministry. I'll tell you what I learned personally being a part of that is those men in that program read God's word. They study God's word. And here we got, we're free. We don't have addictions. We got people who love us, and we don't study God's Word. One thing me and Mary started doing is make sure, no matter what, is study God's Word in the morning. Study God's Word in the morning. I, woke up, I wake up, she's over there on the couch studying God's Word. I get in position, I study God's Word, and then we tackle the day. You know what happens when I don't study God's Word and I get ahead of Him? It's a woodshed moment. Once the woman heard Jesus, she began to track him. She became a Jesus groupie of sorts. We call them Jesus freaks today. There ain't nothing wrong being a Jesus freak. I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> Last week I was called a lot worse. But being a follower of Jesus, a Jesus groupie, I, I, I did this little thing Miss Connie had put, what's the most words you used on Facebook? I, I clicked on your deal and tried to do it. One of the most words I used this year, Rex, was Jesus. And on my Facebook, I talked about Jesus, one of the most words. But you know what? Would it, if that would have been 2003, you know what the word would have been? I can't say it in church. Let his name. It's a sweet name. Jesus. I love when we watch that movie at Christmas time. 
and the and the wise man in the movie there in in the Bethlehem scene in, in the manger scene and, and the and the black uh, wise man he walks up and how many seen that video and he walks up and he says woman what is this child's name she said his name is Jesus there's no sweeter name that rolls off my lips like Jesus so we're going to be Jesus followers, we'll be Jesus groupies. We're not afraid to say it. We can tell the whole world we don't have to be ashamed anymore. The Bible says if you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you in front of his father. So you don't have to be ashamed. At school, you don't have to be ashamed. At the workplace, you don't have to be ashamed. One time I had a church member go to jail with a hoodie on, a Caney Creek Cowboy Church hoodie. I was like, Lord, have mercy. Couldn't they have been wearing anything else when they went to jail? I said, my good, they stand there, take their mug shot. Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I was like, my goodness, could they have been wearing anything else today? But, you know, I've learned, even since I've been saved, that everyone has to continue to call on Jesus. And when you call on Jesus, he makes things right that were wrong in your life. He holds you accountable. And there's nothing wrong with being held accountable. He holds you accountable so that you can get your life right. At first, I was embarrassed. But when that brother showed up and said, Brother Mark, I need prayer. I need some friends. I need somebody to love me. I put my arms around him, and I said, man, I love you. Jesus loves you. You're going to make it. I was so glad that he had that hoodie on. I was so glad that when, when he looked down, he knew that he had Jesus in his heart. And he'd only been coming to church maybe a month before, maybe two months before, but his past caught up with him. But today he's free. Today, this very moment, he's in this church. And, and I'm going to tell you something, man. That says volume. That says volume. That says volume. I haven't sold hoodies since, though. I'm telling you that right now. I haven't sold. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I ain't been cold enough for hoodies. One thing I learned from this story is that we can cling to Jesus more tightly. It did not matter to the woman that she was not supposed to be in the crowd. Her physical condition should have kept her away, but she was willing to risk everything to touch his garment. The culture expectations couldn't keep her from Jesus. I want to think about that for a minute. I want to talk to you, and I want to get your input on this. Now, now, now process this before you raise your hand. I want the kind of commitment to Christ in this new year, regardless of what the political society says, what we should do. Who go with me on that journey? No matter what the media says, no matter what the political says, I want to stand with God on his principles. I want to stand with what the Bible says on every single issue. Who believes that? How many people think homosexuality is a sin? How many people think murder is a sin? There's a lot of sins out there. And God calls it adultery. How many people think that adultery is a sin? There's a lot of sin out there. 
coveting stuff. There's a lot of sins out there, but the media plays it up, don't they, Lyle? The media plays it up to which way they want the world to go. But I do not, in 2016, want to go the way the world goes. <clears throat> and this lady, this lady that we're talking about tonight, this lady that we're talking about here in the Bible, that she, everybody was crowding around, but she knew if she could just get to him and touch him, she could be healed. So if we stand up for God's view of way of living, what the Bible says, no matter what political correctness they think we should say, I'm not going to be ashamed of that in 2016. What do y'all think? Raise your hand. What do you think? What do you think we should do? What do you think we should do? You think we should just give in every time they say we give in? What do you think, Miss Mary? They got this Black Lives Matter movement this year. I thought it was the most stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. All lives matter. All lives matter. Not just black lives, but all lives matter. I, I think the police are doing a wonderful job, but they can't even be the police anymore out of fear of being sued or thrown in prison for doing their job. Did y'all catch that on Montgomery County Police Reporter, the news, that last night a, a Conroe police officer chased a a suspect into the woods. He got him down. He got on top of him. They put the handcuffs on. The guy rolled over with a nine millimeter and took a shot at him. That guy has a right to go home to his family, and I don't care what the politics say about that. That guy should have got a bullet right between his eyes, if you ask me, and I think we should call it like that. I do. I do. I don't want to say that on national news, but I will. But I will tell you this, right is right and wrong is wrong. And you know that officer had two kids, and he's only been married for a few years, and his wife almost got a phone call because this guy didn't want to go and do things the right way. I think that we need to stand up against things, not in a way that we are hating people. That's the wrong way to stand. But you can stand in love. Like the cowboy church I told you guys about on Facebook. Denton County Cowboy Church. Denton County says that Denton County don't need an arena because there's no way that God could be honored in an arena. There's no way that you need an arena to do God's work. And here we saw 300 lives change this week because of our arena. So, so Greg Hunt said, Greg Hunt said, if anybody's available... And you can drive to Denton and be at the courthouse at 8 a.m. in the morning. Come on down. But if you're going to bring signs, now this is what he said. Now pay attention because some of y'all get all out there in your theology. He said if you're going to bring signs, make sure that they represent Christ. If you're going to bring yourself, bring a positive attitude. Because we don't want to make Jesus look bad. So when I talked to them at Denton County Cowboy Church, they said, Brother Mark, best thing you can tell your church to do is pray for our neighbors. We're going to stand with them, and then this year, we're going to stand up for what's right. And we're not going to cower down. So what if that don't make us cool with the way the world is going? It's going to get real hot real quick, real fast. We're living in the times of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know that, right? 
You're learning that tonight. We're living in the ends of times. When a world will turn its back on God, who believes we're in that world right now? We're living in the ends of times. What else can we do? Mark. So you got to know the word if you're going to stand up for it. Huh? Who believes that tonight? What do you think, Joseph? You think we should write our congressmen, our congresswomen, pray for our president? Do you think that we should go to the polls and vote? Absolutely. I've always heard you got no, no right to complain if you don't vote. But so many Christians sit on their hands and don't go vote. We make voting fun around here. We all put the little pictures of ourselves. I voted. We all put them on Facebook in hopes that our neighbors will vote. I don't vote Democratic or Republican or Tea Party or, or whoever. I vote for the man that I think is going to honor God, the woman that I think might honor God. That's who I vote for. And if I don't know him, I, I tell you the truth, I don't know why. I pray and hit sin. Donald Trump for president. You know, he loves God. He ain't afraid to stand up for himself. This is not a political meeting. Don't go out of here and say the preacher told me to vote for Donald Trump. No. I, I, no, 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 no. I think he's chauvinistic. I think he's arrogant. I think he has some issues. But I do know that he's one that is running. Ted Cruz is another one who loves God, whose dad was a preacher, whose family was raised in church. I know that there is a revival going to take place in America before the Lord comes back because it says it in his word. But I do think that America is soft right now. Somebody ought to shake you. You were served in the military, Miss Connie. Do you think America is soft right now? How long did you do in the military? 27 years. 27 years. Would you go back under this leadership? No. No. But there was a time where we were America, home of the brave, land of the free, one nation under God. That's why God said, grab that pole, grab that flag, have your my people, his children, stand up, put their hand over your heart. Because it's going to take you and I doing something about it. They told me this year that if someone gay asked me to marry them, that I have to marry them. I told them I'm busy that day. And the next day, and the next day, and the next day. I will not go against God. I will not go. There's going to come a day where they're going to knock on your door and ask for your Bible. I'm not going to give them my Bible. Unless I got another one. And then I'm going to pray over the one I gave them. They're going to try to take your freedom. Right now, everything's okay. Everything except for being a Christian. Let's get our butts out of these blue chairs. Go to the polls. I mean, I don't even live in Houston, but I didn't like that mayor. And I stood with Ed Young. The church stood with Ed Young. You know, that mayor asked for all of our sermons so that they could review them before we preached them. He's retarded. And it takes somebody that retarded to make us grow some hair on our chest, per se. Really. 
We all get offended when they do that. Why don't we just stand up for the principles each and every day? And if you ask, like, guys like Vic and some of us that grew up in that generation where that woman walked in and said there's no God in school, it was only one woman. The rest of the Christians stayed at home. There was one woman said, I don't think that we should do a prayer in school anymore. And she showed up, and she bled her case, and no one else showed up. And they said, we make a decision as a Supreme Court, no more prayer in school. What if we all wrote our congressmen, got to the polls, got the right people? I think we got the right governor right now in Texas to do a revival in Texas. I think we got the right secretary in Texas to do something because they're Christian men. I voted for him. I ain't afraid to tell you who I'm going to vote for either. Why? Because I believe in my heart that i got to lead by example. So politically correct, this woman, she probably shouldn't have been in that crowd. She probably didn't fit in with that society, but she knew she could just touch it. Well, I know, Ellen, if you and I and Nolan and Mary, we hit the polls, on a small scale, we make a big difference. Next thing I learned through this is to claim Jesus. When Jesus turned to look for the woman who had touched him, the woman came forward. She could have left. She had received what she wanted. She could have. She could have. She had didn't have to stick around, but she did stick around. But she was willing to declare her faith publicly. In times like we're living in today, it's important for us to share our faith publicly. This next year, I don't want to miss the opportunity to tell others about my faith I have in Jesus Christ. How can you share your faith? Anybody? Vic? Anybody else? How do you think we can share our faith? Anybody? Correct? Amen. Amen. Anybody else? I think we share our faith on our job by letting our workers know where, why, and how we got this job. God gave me this job. God gave me that paycheck Friday. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be his name. I think we share our faith anywhere with someone going through a hard time or somebody going through a good time. How can we share our faith, guys? Fred, giving. Amen. That's a great way. Find somebody in need. Help them out. Yes, sir. Share your experiences. 
in two months. Hallelujah. Somebody give that brother. He said the last two months since he's been saved, walking with Christ, if they'll stay still long enough, I'm going to tell them. Hallelujah. I get goosebumps when you told me that. That's what kind of faith I want to have. Who else? Yes, sir. Amen. You know one thing? I was with someone one time, Jack Stone, and we just got through doing our TV show, and we went to eat. He was going to take me out for my birthday. And we went to eat, and the waitress came. She brought us our tea. She took our order. She took our meal. Before she left the table, Jack says, hey, we're fixing to pray. Is there anything we can pray with you about? I'd seen a few people do that before, and, and, I, and, I, and I might have done that before. But it just resonated with me that that person really needed prayer. You know what they said? Would you pray that we would finish school, that I would get, get out of school? I'm struggling right now to make ends meet. I'm glad she knew and she shared that with me because we left a good tip. Helped her out. We gave. I think we should ask people, you need prayer? How can I pray with you? Who believes that's important? How else can we share our faith? Help me out here. Anybody? Yes, ma'am. I'm listening. What do you think, Cicely? Pray with your horse. Pray over your animals. Amen. I found a big Rottweiler today. <laughs> Some buck charged me. Took him home. Hope he charges somebody ain't supposed to be there. <laughs> if you're missing a Rottweiler, I might have. <laughs> How can we share our faith, young lady? You know, I, 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 Miss Connie. Let him know where he brought us from. Amen. Yes, sir, young man. Keep on praying every day. Amen. For our loved ones. Amen. Give that young man a round of applause. Amen. Mary. I think sometimes we need to give people an opportunity to have faith and then they can share their faith. A lot of times we want to jump in and solve their kids' problems and solve things. We need to sometimes let them have faith and share their faith, get through those hard times, get through those difficult times. I told Mary yesterday when we left the bull ride, I went over there just because Dalton was riding and, and it was for a good cause, and, uh, and we went over there yesterday. I didn't go over there to preach. I didn't go over there to do anything but be Dalton's dad. And I enjoy being Dalton's dad. And so we went over there, and Dalton signed up. I was shaking hands. I got to talking with Sean, and Sean said, Brother Mark, can you say a word and, and do the opening prayer? I said, you bet I can. 
I was honored that they asked. I think that we're building relationships with people, and they know who we are. I was honored with they, that they asked, but I felt like the Lord was asking me, are you ready in season and out of season to share your faith? This lady could have left. She could have been like the lepers. She could have got her little old deal, walked out. Remember when the lepers got healed? There was ten lepers, and they all had leprosy, and they saw Jesus, and Jesus healed them, told them to go show themselves to the, to the priest in town and show them that they were healed. Only one came back and said, thank you. When that guy asked me yesterday, hey, 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 hey Brother Mark, you want to share and, and do the opening prayer? I said, man, I'd be honored. But I knew it was God asking me to share my faith, and I knew I had to be ready to share my faith. You know what I shared with them? I shared with them about fear and how God gives and says in the Bible 365 times, fear not. That's a fear not for every day of the world. And I told them, don't be afraid to be changed. There were people drinking. There were people smoking weed. We were getting contact highs. I said, what is that? Somebody said, that's weed, silly. I told Scott, you smell that? Scott said, yeah, I was looking for it. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> uh, they, they were smoking some funny stuff over there when they Scott. They were like, yeah, they were smoking funny stuff. I, some, I thought somebody made some special brownies or something. Man. I didn't know what was happening. But we shared our faith with them. And we told them no matter what their friends think, they don't have to smoke. They don't have to drink. They can be different. And God says, fear not, for I am with you. So this lady, and I'm done. I'm almost done. Listen, listen. She was ready. Are you ready to share your faith? Are you ready to share your faith? Jacob, are you ready to share your faith? Are you afraid to share your faith? And the last thing, listen. Experience Jesus and expect him to work. The woman was healed. Her faith was rewarded. She went from being an embarrassment to the crowd to the star of the day. Honoring Christ came with a great reward. He blessed those who placed their he blesses those who can place their complete faith in him to the point that we are still considering her experience with Christ today. We're still talking about that today. We talked about it this morning. It's recorded three, four times in the Bible what took place. It was a major deal, guys. Who believes the Bible from cover to cover? Her faith was a major deal. And it's recorded several times in the Bible. I think that's cool. You know, sometimes people only get one spot in the Bible. What's that guy's name that uh, said, uh, Lord, I pray you increase my territory. I can't think of what his name is right now. But that's the only thing he put in the Bible about that guy. After Jesus growed up, they didn't talk anymore about his stepdad, Joseph. The story was over. But this lady got segment after segment after segment. Because of her faith, she became a star. What did I tell you at Christmas time? You're a star, the light of the world. Now go shine bright in 2016. Let your light shine. Let others see it. Hide your crazy. That's what I tell my wife all the time. Hide your crazy. This year, I want to see Christ bigger, say amen, than I ever had before. I want to expect him to magnify areas in my life and in your life that I've never seen before. How can we do that? We trust him and put our faith in him tonight. We trust him and put our faith in him tonight.
when them men put their hands on this box and we all left, several started dropping off and people couldn't make it. But there were two that stayed. And just like we talked about at lunch, Joseph said, I just want to make it a good competition. But Shane, I want to bless you and your family. And he moved his hand off that and allowed. I asked him earlier, I said, why, why, did, why, did, why did you stay so long? Why, why, why? He said, well, I thought you picked me to make this interesting. And I said, no, I picked you because God kept bringing me back to you. I think Joseph being here with Shane today was an act of faith, an opportunity to share their faith. Them two men, and none of us will ever forget this day. I wonder if it was a car he would have gave up so easy. But great is your reward. You bring a great friend, a brother, a mentor. You also gained a great friend, brother, mentor, all over a little box with $22 in it. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's less than a thousand, more more than a hundred. So pray that blesses you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I hope this message blessed you tonight. Father, we thank you so much, Father. Thank you for allowing our faith to be tested, that we can trust you, Father. I, I want to see you bigger this year than ever before, Lord. I, I want this church to place its total trust and faith in you, Lord. And I want them to watch expectantly for your appearance. What are you going to do, Cowboy Church, with Jesus this year? Are you going to claim him? Are you going to seek him out more passionately? Are you going to hold on to the sweeter things in life more tightly? I know for me that's what I'm going to do. Join me in that in 2016. Lord, we love you and we thank you for this time tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give God a praise. Amen. God bless y'all. Change the winner.